Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Do what thou wilt, for that is the whole of the law. Wake up, life's a game, bro. Life, life's a game. Ah, oh, you're so good, dude. We gotta make you look good, and we'll look good. Uh, you know, I don't really have anything to help you, but have you tried coke before? Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Chimney Thorn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Why did you not say your name right, Jimmy? They're not going to know who you actually are. I'm Chimney Thorn. You know like how there's tree beard from Lord of the Rings? He's like a a tree with a beard. I'm a chimney (laughs) with a thorn. Chimney Thorn. You you have like a... What? I want a name. Give me a name. Um... You are Bim <laughs> Farpenter. Farpenter? That sounds really close to fart. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think people are going to confuse that with fart, and then they're going to misconstrue what I'm all about, which is definitely not nasty, smelly things. You sure it's not about farts? Welcome to Cynic Empowerment, everyone. <laughs> We're so glad that you joined us today. So speaking of farts. Oh, fuck. What happens usually after you fart is you need to wipe your butt. And Pants. if you wipe your butt with a regular old piece of toilet paper because you're a damn American and you have to do that instead of spraying your butt with clean water, yep. which is how a lot of the rest of the world does it, it seems like that would be the world. You know, bidets are kind of cool. I've never tried one myself because I'm a little bit nervous that I'd like it too much. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah, I I mean, you know, most of the world uses them. We don't in the United States. I think mostly because the Koch brothers own a lot of businesses that involve toilet paper. So they probably just, you know, use their lots and lots of money to prevent anything other than, you know, paper towels and toilet paper from being produced. But that's pretty sinister, though, when you think about it. Like they they just want to, like, chop down all the chimney thorn beards or whatever you just talked about. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> bring it back full circle yeah so you could use a bidet uh or you could use toilet paper or the third option you could use the pinnacle of modern technology uh, in butt wiping amenity which is the so-called flushable wipe use it on babies well on yeah baby you, can, you can use a lot of things on babies but it doesn't make it right Oh god! Not me. Certainly does not. Yeah, I don't Uh, want to go down that road. So yeah, definitely don't. (laughs) It could get dark pretty quick. Uh, So flushable wipes, right? Are they flushable? Indeed. (laughs) I mean, you can flush them. You can. They'll they'll go down. They'll go down the toilet. By that, okay. By that definition, you can technically make a lot of things flushable as long as it's small enough to go down the drain. Small animals. Yeah, like my cat is probably flushable. Yeah. It's a flushable cat, a tiny little cat. Little bitty little Gracie cat. She's so cute. I bet she'd be pretty cute going down the drain too. Okay. You know what? Let's give it a try. Do we have like a some kind of, Do we have some kind of special effect that we can make like flushing noises while we're making all these dumb jokes? I, I can they'll be there. They'll be there in the edited version. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, these flushable wipes, not so flushable. And in fact, do you tell them in uh, large amounts, they collect, and after a short time, become an impassable clog in the arteries of our sewer system, unable to be moved by even the strongest of bowel movements. You can't see it right now, but I'm doing the scream on my end of the microphone, just with my hands on either side of my mouth, with my mouth agape in shock well, and horror. I certainly wouldn't approach any of these disgusting clogs with my mouth open, Jimmy, because <laughs> this happens to be, uh, well, I've, I've heard it called a, a fatberg before, but apparently a fatberg is something that, by definition, is something slightly different. It's a collection of, like, you know, lipids, yep. you know, fats. 
Yep. Uh, in addition to you know, you know, immobile pieces of things that have been caught in this shit. Ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah. So yeah. just because something says it's flushable doesn't necessarily mean it is. You know, don't believe everything you read and half of what you see and nothing on the internet and nothing that you hear. Did so, I get them all? Uh, I think so. And so, well, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, which is a phrase that I've, I'm noticing I'm saying a lot on this show. Uh, but uh, so basically the entire premise of like flat earth theory and why people say the earth is flat is that whole premise of you can't believe what you haven't seen with your own eyes. So most of the things that we've seen to prove to us that the earth is flat, such as like satellite imaging from, you know, NASA and et cetera. It's like, oh, well, you weren't in that satellite. So how do you know it's real? How do you know it's real? And they say it with that kind of um, that kind of veracity too. how do you know? Yeah, they're all about it. Man. My uncle's a cop. He's cool. He believes wish, the shit too. <laughs> I wish I believed anything that strongly. That's great. Yeah. You know, good for them that they're so committed to that idea. And for the people out there that believe that flushable wipes actually indeed are flushable, fuck you. Yeah. Because they're not. You're wrong, kid. You should feel bad about it. Yeah, they're definitely not. Uh, because they they produce these terrible clogs. And they, they ruin our sewer system, which we take for granted all the time. Like, think where we would be if we didn't have massive municipal uh, sewer systems. Oh, I know where we'd be. You know, whenever you go to, like, the park and you got to use that, like, nasty-ass fucking park bathroom that smells like fucking cigarette butts and diarrhea? That would be, like, everyone's fucking bathroom because that's what we used to use is fucking outhouses, which is what both my grandparents, well, grandmas, had to use whenever they were uh younger like like when i talk to my grandparents about like their childhood i think they grew up in abject poverty like they just like tell me things i'm just like huh but like every like margin <laughs> margin and scale that sounds like abject poverty it's like yeah. yeah we had an outhouse and you know mom stayed at home and she spent like 24 hours a day doing laundry and somehow yeah. another eight hours a day making dinner she didn't sleep it's like uh, <laughs> constantly knocking on death's door. Like at every turn, there was some kind of tuberculosis-laden, rusty nail that was waiting to stab him in the eyeball. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's just terrible. And on top of all that, like now they, you know, they're having to deal with these big clogs once they thought that all their problems were gone. Yeah. They were living in the future where all your shit just goes down a drain and you never have to worry about it again. It magically disappears. Which, so what hey, happens with these giant clogs of the wipes? Like, what do they have to do with them? Well, people have to remove them manually. With their hands? With their hands. They, they have to, well, I mean, of course, they have to use many different types of tools, but it's disgusting. Like, just one tool. Well... I, I actually, like, what kind of tool do they use? Do they use, like, a gigantic drill or something? <laughs> no. A handsaw? Yeah, it's like, like it's like a solid mass. <laughs> like those little claw hand things, like, you see people using to pick up trash from the side of the road. They're just, like, grabbing, like, one little wipe at a time away from the giant berg yeah. of wipes. <laughs> they, they've got, like a, like, a little piece of tissue paper, and they're, like, picking it in between the tissue paper so it doesn't actually touch their hands for every little wipe that oh, they're pulling yeah. away. It's a yeah. It it, it costs a lot. It, it's a, a resource driven type of issue. Like, and unnecessary it, if we just wouldn't put our fucking flushable wipes down the fucking toilet. Just yeah. throw them away. Or baseballs. Or big pieces of metal. Or cats. Or small. You know, like, or small rodents. Yeah, small small animals. Don't don't flush any of those things. Cockroaches are fine though. Fuck them. They'd survive it. I don't give a shit. I hope they survive it. I hope they go down there and clean some of that shit up. Maybe they would. Maybe that's how they get rid of it. You know, they, they don't actually use any kind of drills or anything. They just stick like a bunch of these like terrifying looking cockroaches on it. So anyways, that's our public service announcement. Don't put flushable wipes down the drain because they clog it all up and they make giant wads of shit and it's gross and disgusting. But yeah. you know what else is gross and disgusting? What's gross and disgusting, Jimmy? Virginity test. Uh, I think those are pretty cool. 
You know? Do you want to say that on public record, Tim? And I think uh, up until I'm, uh, you know, well into my adulthood, probably farther than I'm, I'm uh, proudly willing to admit, you know, I, I would have I would have certainly passed one of those. I mean, me as well, Tim. But <laughs> our as inability to get laid is podcast. not the subject <laughs> trying to be addressed at this moment. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, virginity tests are pretty gross, especially when you're submitted to them in order to receive a job. Now, before we go too deep into this topic, it's pretty disgusting if a business has to get into any portion of your personal life in order to, uh, you know, root out the baddies so that they can get this cream of the crop type of person that they want. Because the business shouldn't be involved in any of those personal types of things. They shouldn't have any excrement from your body. They shouldn't be testing your hair. They shouldn't be putting their fingers in your butt. Like, they shouldn't be doing any of that. I agree completely. Definitely shouldn't be a part of any of that. But this in particular is especially offensive because we're talking about virginity, something that is not necessarily able to be proven, especially with the methods that these idiots are using to try to determine it. Um, But it's also something that is so discreetly personal that it's just, it's disgusting. Nobody's goddamn business. Exactly. Yeah. Simple as that. It's really nobody's business. Um, So what exactly is going on here, Jimmy? So for whatever goddamn fucking archaic reason in Indonesia, and we're not trying to play the blame game of like these fucking savages <laughs> across the world that haven't drinking the Western Kool-Aid of civilization. No, we're not saying that. We're just just on most basic humanitarian terms. This is a fucking sexual abuse. So basically these Indo- in Indonesia, uh, they recently started having like this campaign to like have more women cops, which on the surface sounds really cool and great. It's like, yeah, let's have women be cops. That way they can, you know, police people and uh, hopefully not, you know, rape a bunch of people like some male cops like to do for some goddamn reason. So in order to become a cop, if you're a woman in Indonesia, you don't not only have to, you know, exude all these like skills you would expect us have to have as a cop of like physical fitness and I don't know, some basic understanding of the law, but you also have to exude uh, beauty, like uh, some standard. And, and on top of all that pass a goddamn fucking virginity test that some random, I don't dosh. I don't even understand who like from what I understand, like on the books, like, none of these women have to pass virginity test, but in interviews, like, after they've been, you know, accepted on the force or denied a position on the force, when yeah. they interview these women, it's like, yeah, some guy put his fingers in my vagina to see if I was a virgin or not. And, and apparently, or yeah, and in the butthole, which does, makes extra no sense. Like, I don't, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, really why, any, what, uh, why? I don't know. I think it makes even less sense when you look at, you know, Indonesia as a country. I actually didn't know this prior, but it's the fourth most populous country in the world. Did you know that? Whoa, whoa. Wait, yeah. what? 261, pe- 261 million people live in Indonesia. It's the Wait. fourth most populous country. It's okay. behind the United States. So you got the United States. States, Russia, China, then Indonesia? Is that what it is? Well, by by this particular one, let's see. I, I have no idea. I was just I was just a guess at the top of my head. I have no well, fucking you've clue. You've got China is Oh India. China, India, India US, then Indonesia. United States, Indonesia, Brazil, Pakistan, Nigeria, so on and so forth. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I had no idea it was that populous. Yeah, so it's a big ass country that's doing this dumb shit. Well, just because there's a lot of people doesn't <laughs> mean well, I think it makes it worse, and not to discount the problems that smaller countries go through or individuals who are being subjected to the terrible circumstances that uh, third world countries, if that's an okay term to use here. <laughs> I mean uh, – You know, non-first world countries. I don't know. Underdeveloped countries have to deal with. I don't want to – I don't want to downplay that. Differently abled countries. Differently abled countries, right. <laughs> In this particular circumstance, 
being one of the the largest, that means that more people are going through these troubles. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right. I mean, just uh, like more people are being subjected to it. Right. So it, I think it makes it even more evil than it normally would be. Uh, I don't know. It, maybe I don't want to go down that route, but I think you guys get what I'm trying to say here. For sure. Uh, so I don't really know how you go about justifying what they're doing. Now, apparently they think that it's a way to ensure that their pretty police ladies are going to be uh, of upstanding personal character. That they have mm. remained virgins, right? But what sense does that actually make? It makes absolutely zero sense because the same standard isn't like placed on their male officers. And I read in another article that the reasoning behind it is like, oh, well, these women know how to defend themselves from rapists, more or less, so that they can defend our citizens. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So it's like. If you're, like, the victim of rape or whatever, like, you're not allowed to be a police officer. Or or if you're, like, a, a young girl who rode a bicycle and, like, hit a bump and broke your hymen, like, you're not suitable to be, be a police officer. It's just, like, such a weird fucking scale of decision-making to be, like, oh, this one's – this is passable. Not so much. Like, it, from all aspects of logic and reasoning, it makes absolutely zero fucking sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, and beyond that, even like you're going to have a younger populace of police officers if these are the limitations that you're going to place on the applicants. Mm-hmm. So why the hell would you ever want a police force to be uh, a median age of 19 years old? Yeah, cause yeah, cause apparently I read as well is that like you know they're allowed to get married after being on the police force for two years and allowed to stay on their job if they have written consent from their husbands. So it's already like super weird and patriarchal from that standpoint. And then once they hit around twenty two years old or so, it's like all right, you're not pretty anymore. Get the fuck out. We need some more young ladies. So yeah, it from all standards, it's just like. Uh, are these police officers or are they something completely different? Like based on, like I understand they mostly have them in like public relation kind of roles, but it's just like, what the fuck Indonesia? What are you doing? I I think, I think you're onto something there. I I don't think that they're in a a stereotypical, what we understand uh, police officers to be uh, in, in the Western world. Uh, I think that these people are certainly just like the figurehead of public relations, right? They're going to go out and they are going to be the uh, least aggressive, uh, most approachable people that you could possibly imagine, which, I mean, from a functionalist standpoint, makes a lot of sense, right? Like you'd want to make sure that people who are, say, uh, dealing with uh, a rape victim, for example, <laughs> is going to be as the the most approachable person that you could possibly have. And what's more approachable than a young girl, right? Right. But does it have to be a young girl who's a virgin, who's also pretty, who's right. passed all these other standards that, sure. you know, like it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, and I mean, the, the reason that this is being uh loudspeaker the way that it is is because it's fucked up right (laughs) like uh, everyone that can read this i i i don't i don't understand that just there's no argument for it yeah yeah yeah. from yeah from no standpoint and apparently like the uh the equivalent of the indonesian word for like pretty cop is like a really trending hashtag on instagram just to like give an idea of like how prolific it is it has like over like uh has been tagged like over 190,000 times just to give an idea of like this is like a concept in the minds of the people of Indonesia of just like a thing to admire or something I don't fucking know it's just tag pull one cantic if you guys are interested yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and there there are also pictures of like uh these pull one cantics dressed up as like SWAT members so it kind of leads you to believe that perhaps they're doing some type of uh, physically endangered job. Maybe. I mean, I it's just a PR thing. Who the fuck knows? It, it may, yeah, it probably is. In all likelihood, it probably is. Yeah. Like, all right, get all the men's gear now. That was really cute. Good photo op. You know, get back and direct some traffic, ladies. Jeez. Ugh. 
You know what? Maybe a little bit of experience is, is something that we're due for in these public servant positions. You know, maybe we should require that they all be mothers. Is that fair? None of it's fair. I think all these requirements are bullshit. Yeah, I, I think that we should just kind of like leave that out of the equation altogether. But it doesn't mean that mothers sometimes don't do some pretty weird shit. Like chicken pox parties. Oh, God. Wait, should we... Should we come up with a, a silver lining for virginity test before we talk about chicken pox parties? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, one. I'm confident on this one. All right, I'm. Co- All right, we we have one pass. Let's just. Yes. Yeah, let's, I, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not sacrificing my credibility, possible career, and everything else from trying to come up with one. All no. right, so chicken pox parties. Well, for just to give everybody an idea, for those of you that are listening on the first time, uh, we try to find the silver lining uh, in regards to all of these negative things so that we don't leave you guys too down in the dumps. Uh, in this particular instance, we are going to say that there is not one, which is something that does not hardly ever happen. So don't believe that we're skipping out on our obligation to you, our valued listeners, you beautiful, beautiful listeners. Uh, so beautiful. That we are, we're going to do it for the others, okay? Yeah. So, so stick around. We're we're not going to leave you hanging. Stay with us. So, chicken pox parties. What is a chicken pox party? Do you want to explain to them? It's the most badass way to contribute chicken pox to all of your children. Oh man, it's such a such a raging good fest. <laughs> you know, when you when you're really looking for something to do late on a Friday night, you're like, ah. Eh. You know, I, I don't really want to go down to the bar. It's expensive. Right. You know, I don't really want to drink at all for that matter. You know, I've nope. been raging for like the last like 47 nights in a row. So I want to take it easy tonight. And uh, all I got here is my kid that has chicken pox. Right. You know, they're they're sick as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're covered in these nasty little itchy red bumps. You know, they're complaining to you as shitty little kids do. I'm itchy. My, my skin itches, Papa. <laughs> And you're Why like, am I so itchy? You know what I could do here? I could throw one of my patented uh, good mom choice parties, uh, the chicken pox party, in which I am going to invite all of the little kids from around the neighborhood uh, to my house, and I am going to take my shitty sick little kid, and I'm going to stick them in a tent with the other children, and they are going to be in there for as long as required, really, but – I think uh, thirty minutes is generally the is the generally advised <laughs> amount of time that you need to be in contact with someone who has chickenpox in order to successfully contract it. Yeah, uh, and you get bonus points for uh, you know drinking out of the same containers or eating out of the same containers in order to make sure that their chickenpox is as communicable as possible. It's just like the most like freaky archaic thing. Like, I guess this is just all archaic things. It's just yeah. like, uh, so, so basically the reason behind this whole thing is if you're one of these anti-vaxxers and you want your kid to be, I guess, introduced to chickenpox in a controlled yeah. environment. I don't know why you wouldn't just like wait for it to happen later on and see whether or not it happens or not. But I guess if you, Want to get those, I don't know, germs going early on. You can find one of your neighbors that has a a shitty sick kid and rub your healthy kid all over them until hopefully they get sick as well and and pass it. It is it's just so fucking weird. Yeah, and apparently everything Tim said about like encouraging the sharing of food bowls and drinks and putting them in a tent so you make sure they hot box and breathe the same shitty sick <laughs> air are techniques these anti-vaxxers will use. And apparently were techniques that were used up until I think 1995 when a vaccination yep. for uh, chickenpox was invented, which I didn't realize it was that late because I was born in 1992 yep. and I went, I had to go through the unfortunate circumstance of experiencing chickenpox as a small child and it yep. was lame. But My mom I'm, took me to this weird party one time. Wait, really? No. <laughs> oh, holy shit. I mean, your family hates Christmas, so I mean, it might be the same kind of people that rub chickenpox on their children. What the fuck do I know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of torn, right? Because these... You're torn? 
they're anti-vax people, and I'm sure that they have their reasons. You know, there there have been uh, some people who claim that you can possibly develop autism from having certain vaccinations, uh, especially when you're younger, uh, or which I, I think is for the most part pretty much unfounded. Yeah. Uh, let me let me see if I have any professionals in the room that are willing to autism from vaccines. Oh, gotta know. Okay, so uh, my <laughs> professional says no. Uh, so I'm going to go with no, (laughs) but even so, I'm sure that there's a reason for people to be afraid of vaccines. Uh, and that being said, if you try to explain to someone what a vaccine is, especially before the time of vaccines, it sounds almost as ludicrous as this. It it does, but it it, it is this, but in an even more controlled environment, right? Where you inject it and you don't actually develop smallpox. You just have enough of it in your system to develop an immunity to it, right? Where this is like, no, we're just, instead of doing... Yeah, instead of in- injecting it in this controlled way that's going to prevent our child from getting sick, we're going to do it the way where our child's going to get fucking sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's ludicrous. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like most of these articles are paid for by people producing chickenpox vaccines. Like they're like, hey, it's so much better. Don't take your child to a chickenpox party because it's way more effective and cheap uh, to make sure that they contract chickenpox. Because you get it. you One and done, right? You can't ever get chickenpox again once your body's defeated at once. It's true, uh, but – you're much more likely to die if you actually get the chicken pox. Like, I don't think a lot of children die from chicken pox. I think like 106 do in the United States each year. But you don't want to be one of those 106, right? Like, if you can prevent it by injecting yourself with this bullshit fucking vaccine, like, why would you go to the trouble of a chicken pox party and the potentiality of, like, your kid getting one of these extreme versions of chicken pox where your kid dies? Like, won't you feel like the shittiest parent ever if that happened? Well, yeah. I mean, like, if they died from it. But it's not to say that the vaccination doesn't ever kill people, right? Nope, it doesn't. Does it not? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, Listeners, if you know about a time the chickenpox vaccination killed somebody, and you're one of these anti-vaxxers, and you have some really reliable sources... Please email us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com and we'll be more than happy to talk to you in the future. Yeah, they've, well, Varicilla, which is the, uh, which is chicken pox, uh, has apparently been very rapidly declining over the past, you know, 10 years or so. Is it due to the facts of fucking nations? It probably is. I would assume such, considering they came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, modern the effects of yeah, seems like it's doing pretty good. Yeah, hmm. science. Wow. Yeah, what a surprise. All right, let me let me go to our uh, studio chalkboard here of uh, science versus everything that isn't science, and yep, oh, chalked geez. one up for science. How about that? Once again, uh, looks like they're still in the lead with everything to none. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, just oh, I guess just let's listen to the experts here. Like moms, I know you care about your kid and I know you want to be involved and sometimes you're overly controlling and freakish and you need to step back a little bit and not give your child some type of communicable disease that could possibly risk their life. Yeah, sometimes you care about your kids so fucking much that you end up killing them in the process. Or, in our article I read that not that long ago, that apparently helicopter parenting is one of the leading causes to narcissism. Making your kid a narcissist. <laughs> so, there you go. Wait, what is that? Helicopter parenting? H- helicopter parenting is apparently one of the leading causes to making your kid into a narcissist. Huh. So I guess like hovering over your parent all day, I mean, oh, God damn it, being a parent that hovers over your kid all day, every day, telling them they're like the most amazing thing ever and not letting them like make any fucking mistakes and telling them how beautiful and great they are isn't necessarily good to the psychology of the child and makes them to a little piece of fuck, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's. Who knew? Yeah, hindsight 2020. Who the but... fuck knew? 
Yeah, that's, that one's pretty obvious. I'm pretty sure I dealt with like a narcissist kid when I was uh, working at the daycare back in the day. Back in the day. You you were you were what? What did you say? I, I dealt with a kid that I'm pretty sure was like the breeding grounds of a fucking narcissist, and I'm sure he sucks now. Let me think. He was like five or six when I was there. I was probably like 19, 20, so he's probably like, I don't know, like a preteen now, like 11, 13, something like that. He's probably like the shittiest kid ever. Yeah. Like, I wish I could go and find that kid and, like, kick him in the nuts and go to <laughs> jail, possibly, but it'd be worth it. Yeah. And sometimes it is, you know? Like, you just, like, you wouldn't even just, like, know a kid's, like, gonna grow up and suck because his parents suck. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of these kids that, like, his parents were, like, wealthy from probably being, like, doctors or some shit, but, like, waited until they were, like, 45 to have, like, a child. So the parents already had, like, old person face, but their kid was, like, only, like, five years old. Right. And so, like, and, like, Grandpa's, like, 90 years old at this point, right? So Grandpa's just like, I'm going to die any second. got to, like, drop all my money on this small child so he <laughs> loves me before I croak and kick the bucket. And the kid just, like, fucking sucked. He'd just be like, mm, back at home, I have, I don't know, an iCloud, and I can co- hook, connect my iPod to the iCloud and play music. I'm like, well, here you got wooden box and rubber dinosaurs. Have fun! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you Welcome to daycare, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> It's going to prep you really well for that time that you find yourself in juvenile detention later on for right. slapping that hooker. Well, yeah, when he ends up, like, killing, like, a 13-year-old girl because he thinks it's fun. And yeah. then his and lawyer would, gets him out of it. You know, it would be that kid. It would be that yeah. affluent, little, entitled son of a bitch that right. is going to go out and murder all the kids. <sighs> yeah. His, his grandfather had, like, built him a – I don't know if I already talked to this on the podcast or not, but had, had built him, like, a model car – at, at that age, like I remember, he like kept coming to the, the school. He's like, my my grandpa, my grandpa gave me a car. My grandpa gave me a car. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and one what? day, his mom was like, oh, here's a car. His grandpa gave him, and it was like a it was a car car, not like a little toy car. It was like a car car. I was like, wow, this is why this kid fucking sucks. Yeah, it, absolutely terrible. You, you spare the rod and spoil the child. Yeah. You beat the hell out of this little kid with his eye clouds and his model cars. Yeah, I'm 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 against corporal punishment for children, but that kid like he, yeah. he, needs he, he deserves it. String him up. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some terrible stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, what a terrible person. Yep. But you know what? What are you supposed to do with terrible people? I mean, like, what if what if somebody is like, I don't know, rounding up a massive amount of dogs so that they can fucking eat them. God damn it. Man, these fucking... Oof. <laughs> these, these transitions. You like them? They're great. They're pretty smooth. I, I, yeah, they're, they're like it's fucking butter. Yeah. Wait, what do you do? On, before we go on to this, what, what's what's the upside here? You know. <laughs> oh, the upside to taking your shitty smallpox kid and rubbing on some other kids is hopefully some of these anti-vaxxer kids fucking die in the process and they learn that vaccinations <laughs> might not be so bad. All right. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I to it, Jimmy. <laughs> the death of children is awful. But like, you know, if you're going to try to like live in the 21st century and deny science, like, you know, yeah. nature is a bitch. Like people think that nature is like this loving, loving force that's just like there to, to, to make the world better and filled with love. Nature doesn't give a flying fuck about you. Like you, like to you, like you are a fly that gets hit by a car on the highway. As far as nature's concerned, like it does what it does, and you either you either survive, but uh, eventually you're gonna die anyway. So I mean, you yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, you really you can't get around nature. So why are you trying to manipulate it in such a dumb way? Yeah. <laughs> Like, science is there to help us beat nature, and if you're going to forego yeah. science, like, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit if your kid dies from fucking chicken pox. Like, we're, we're still not, like, we still have to give the children chicken pox in a way when we're giving them the vaccine, but right. we're doing it in a much safer and controlled way. Right. So, boom. Uh, the upside to this particular way, um, I mean, hey, it's all natural. Like, in the instance that there is some type of company that is profiting off of the overly expensive vaccination. I don't think it's expensive. 
if that were the case. <laughs> so in this theorized, like, hell capitalist world, we're like, ah, you want your kid to keep from dying from chicken pox? Yeah. $5,000! It's like, I don't have that. $5,000! Like, oh. well, I guess I'm going to rub my kid against some shitty sick kid now. Yeah. <laughs> Sit in this tent. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, and eat from the same bowl that they're eating from. They're, they're grass, nasty little grimy mitts. Ugh, fucking uh, kids. They're so gross. It's like put their whole fucking hand in their mouth and then yeah. they take their slobber hand and put it back so in the bowl. It's so fucking gross. <laughs> I don't have a kid, so I can say all this shit. Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, yes, I thoroughly enjoy being callous. It's great. All right. Um, so moving on here. Um, it's actually a happy thing. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, but it stems from something very, very sad. Uh, so, of course, dog meat is kind of a weird commodity. That's me. Yeah. That's me drooling over it. Um, nom, 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 nom. Now, we technically all have access to dog meat in one way or another. But some people choose to consume it, while other people choose to have it as a companion. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is with Chinese people and dogs. Like tradition, my friend. Is it just tradition? Like, is it? What if dog? Like, what if you accidentally tried dog? Right. Yeah. And it was the best thing you'd ever had. Okay, I'm following. Uh, would that change your mind in any capacity as to whether or not you would consume more dog in the future? Um, you know, I guess it's one of those situations where I can't give a full, uh, honest answer unless I actually did try dog. But from where I'm standing at right now, no, I'd probably be pissed off at whoever the fuck fed me some fucking dogs. Yeah. And I would like... Punch him in the dick. Like, why the fuck did you feed me dog, you fucker? I did not want to know what dog tasted like. Yeah, and the better it is, the harder I'd punch him in the dick. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, not only did you do something against my will and that you know I probably would not have approved from, but you did it in a way that made me, like, judge myself and feel guilty because I liked it. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to like that. I didn't want to like that. Yeah. It's like where you have to like you're you're in a theatrical production and you have to like stage kiss another man and you're just like I'm just doing this for the part. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just here for the <laughs> part. Like I'm not I'm not like I have to do this cuz of the role. And then you enjoy it and then you hate them and resent them for the yeah. rest of your life until How you die. How could you? I would have never have been exposed to that otherwise. Damn it. Why'd you have to be good at the kissing? Jeez. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, the prickly beard hairs. Oh, God. Oh, God. Scrapes so good? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My wife doesn't like it too much. She doesn't like like the the scratches. Doesn't mind full beard, but, like, it's the the pricklies, you know? It's Mm -hmm. the pricklies that get everybody. Right, that short length. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I got that sandpaper texture. Yeah, I think I would probably find that to be pretty pretty bad too it's just yeah. not comfortable you know no. it's for anybody mm-hmm. unless you're trying to like exfoliate your skin otherwise it's a no-go for me yeah but then it's more functional at that point like you're not really doing it out of passion or love it's it's more like well you know this is what i have to do in order to make sure i have that nice glow exactly yeah utilitarian process there that's right uh so these dogs mm-hmm. what well, what happened exactly? What, why are- uh, so there was an illegal dog meat ring, which the article doesn't really explain why it is illegal. Because as you know, if you're a longtime listener with us here at Cynic Empowerment, one of our earliest episodes, I think it's episode seven, was on the Yulin Dog uh, Festival, uh-huh. where in this area of China, uh, known as Yulin, China, they have this uh, festival every year near the summer solstice where they go out and they eat dog and it's totally legal. It's totally fine. There's a lot of people from the international community that's like, fuck you. You suck for reasons. You know, they like dogs, uh, telling them that they're bad, 
but by all intents and purposes, it's a legal thing that they're doing. But for whatever reason, this particular ring it was illegal. So maybe they were obtaining the dogs in an illegal fashion, abducting them uh, with intents to, I guess, breed and and sell them for their dog meats. Yep. And and uh, and so 120 dogs in China were rescued uh, because. Uh, this ring was broken. So yeah. it was just kind of, a, I thought, an interesting article in contrast to the Yulin Dog Festival thing that we talked about so long ago. And it's just neat that these uh, these dogs were saved. So within a, a similar article about the same subject, uh, the, you know, talking about the 120 dogs in particular that were rescued, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have proof of origin of the dogs, which is what made it illegal. Uh, because a lot of these dogs were stolen companion animals <laughs> right so it's just like let's say you let your dog in the yard a little bit like all right sparky i want to go and grab my cup of coffee i'll be right back and you went back to your yard and your dog was just gone yeah and some fucked up dude is like prowling around the neighborhood and he sees a dog hanging out in the front yard just doing doggy things you know bouncing around all snoodly doodly uh and then he's like oh look it's a hamburger i'm gonna go and eat that dog and he like walks over and he you know picks up the dog and he throws it in the cage and drives off it's like the looney tunes where whenever someone gets like really hungry everything looks like a t-bone steak to them yeah. like to these dog wranglers like all dogs just look like t-bone steaks they start drooling and their eyes get like 10 times their size yeah it's a t-bone steak that you can play catch with and that will love you no matter what <laughs> oh god why no it's happy tim they were saved 120 of them who knows how many other dogs have been abducted in these same kind of sick fuck grings but you know at least 120 of them were saved right yeah that's that's 120 it's a drop in the bucket jimmy yeah i'm yeah. sure it is there's a lot of dogs that are killed in that the yulin dog meat festival for sure oh jeez. but you know summer is like whole eight months away so we don't have to worry about that for eight months right yeah i guess so (laughs) (laughs) oh man um yeah well i guess like awareness is the first step right like people need to know about these kinds of things yeah uh geez well animals asia is a group that you could support uh if you did want to try to combat some of this dog meat brutality cruelty whatever what have you yeah apparently since like 2008 or so the number of uh animal shelters and things of that nature in china has gone up exponentially with uh, more awareness of like the dog meat festival uh, and the international community along with many uh chinese citizens that are against it so i think things over there are headed in a good direction i would say yeah i think so uh, it sounds like, uh, at least from the publicity that it's been receiving as of late, that the public opinion towards these types of festivals is shifting towards the better. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. If, if by better, you mean our Western non-dog meat-eating meat ways. Right, right. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is better, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, and you know, a lot of people around the world think that maybe eating cows is um, pretty gross uh oh, oh i know it's gross I'm behavior keep doing it well i don't know like they, it's not that they necessarily have personalities like i've, I've worked at, at dairy farms when i was younger and i didn't necessarily note any of the animals having any type of uh connection with human beings other than the fact that it recognized when it was bringing food mm-hmm. but how is that a whole lot different from your average cat like isn't that kind of similar like I don't know. If I think if you love cats, you should probably also love cows, right? Yeah. They're, I don't know. They're something, basically the same thing. Something like that. Uh, so I guess by that argument, uh, if you like burgers, maybe you also should try some cats sometime. <laughs> yeah. That's equivalent. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> save, save a cow, have a cat burger. <laughs> Or multiple cats because they don't have a lot of meat on them, so maybe you'll have to like, you know, kill a couple of them, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay. uh, speaking of killing things, or you know, 
fake killing things. <laughs> oh god, these these transitions. <laughs> Real smooth. They're too powerful. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've already hit the silver lining of of uh, dog yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got pretty it. much is its own silver lining. Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, but in other areas of China, not so great. Not so great. Uh, well, what else is going on in, in China, Jimmy? Well, there's lots of things going on, Tim. You yep. you unsophisticated brute. There's <laughs> billions of people that live there. So yep. there's lots of things going on all the fucking time. Yep. But to answer your question, <laughs> <laughs> yes. in, in rural China, so there's this really awful sad story, which means we have to talk about it here at Syndicate Empowerment, where this guy... He uh, was like, I have a great idea. I, I just took out this huge life insurance policy where it was yep. like the equivalent of you'd get like $150,000. Yep. And he's like, but I have to make sure this goes off without a hitch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to air quotes disappear. So this life insurance policy kicks in and my wife and child can enjoy it. And then once I make sure that it's gone through and my wife and child have received the monies, I'll reappear and we'll, you know, skip on out of town and live high on the hog. Yep. Well, this plan horribly backfired when this man's wife who is a dutiful Chinese rural woman wife. She she probably didn't work. Maybe she did. I don't fucking know. She lived in rural China, and I think it's traditional that women don't work. They just take care of their kids. And once her husband just completely disappeared, she was so horribly depressed and so dutiful in her Chinese traditional ways that she decided the only thing she could do was kill her child and commit suicide in order to be reunited with her husband uh, in the afterlife. Yep. And so after this happened, the guy reappears is like, uh, yeah, that was me. Uh, I'm so sad now. (laughs) My life is over and I think he's going to jail for a very long time. Yeah. And so if he doesn't commit suicide in the next like a short amount of time, I don't I really just don't know. Like I don't know where you go after that. Yeah, I think they've I, got him on the closest of suicide watches at the moment. Like it's just like I don't I just don't even know. Like it's so sad, like I just want to laugh. It's just it's just so cartoonishly sad. It's like the plot to some Greek tragedy, right? Where the Greek tragedy like how it ends is everyone dies. Yep. You know, you, like the, the, the main character's eyes are stabbed out and, you know, everyone he knows is dead. Like, that's this guy. This guy should, like, stab out his eyes and just roam the earth for the rest of his days just yep. in misery from town to town, just just telling his horribly sad story. Almost farcical. Like, he, he like, stabs his eyes out and then he trips over something sharp and it, like you know, flies up in the air and like hits somebody else. And then they trip into like a, an electric fence and then somebody yeah. else falls on them and then they die. And, right. Yeah. Electric fence near a mine that has been clogged up, even though it's on fire with people inside. Oh yeah. Absolutely terrible. So, uh, she drowned herself. Okay. Uh, and this was after she thought that her husband had, also drowned. He drove this new car that they had got into a river nearby. And, uh, you know, as a result, I guess, gave her the idea for, for her suicide theme, right? Like genius. Uh, as well as her homicide theme, because she killed her son and daughter, ages four and three, as a result. Um, so, yeah, this was all to get out of uh, right around $14,000 worth of debt. Okay, so I don't know uh, who thinks that that is the worst thing in the world, but being someone who is the partial owner of many thousands of dollars worth of student loan debt, as we've discussed in previous episodes, uh, that doesn't seem like that much. Why the hell are you going to go and try to commit insurance fraud and not tell your your wife for $14,000? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much the Chinese make. I don't know if that would be, like, some impossible sum in rural China to pay off. Maybe, maybe not. I don't fucking know. I don't think so. Uh, At the same time, yeah, it's just... (laughs) The moral of the story is, if you're going to commit 
insurance fraud, be sure to let your wife know she just doesn't murder your children and kill herself, I guess. I don't fucking know. Seriously. Yeah, just like let your wife in on, you know, just be like, hey, look, if something bad happens to me soon, I want you to take care of the kids. Like just tell her. Yeah, just something as simple as that. Just like make a promise to me. Please tell me you won't like drown our children in the bathtub. Yeah. Just don't don't drown the kids. <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't drown the children. Pinky promised me right here, right now. Oh man! You're like, why are you doing this? We you just went st- out for ice cream. Like, this is a really heavy conversation. Like, just promise me. It's just it's important, okay? Just Pinky promised me right here, right now. You, you gotta have you gotta have an inclination that she might be thinking about it already. If that's the case, like as soon as she got the opportunity, she was like, ah, I've been thinking about. Drowning these kids for a while. Yeah, fourteen thousand dollars is fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's it, right. She's like, I don't give a shit. Like, like I my husband's not God. home. But now's my chance. <laughs> chance. No one can stop me. I'm gonna kill these little fuckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Uh, and they, were their, they were in their early thirties too. So like, these this was not like an ex- inexperienced young couple. Like. I mean, Fuck. Looking at myself, by the time I have kids, I'm going to be an experienced young couple of 30s if I ever do decide that. But whatever. 30. <laughs> 32 and 34. Like, yeah. they're not young folks. They, they know how it works a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And they should know not to immediately go out and kill their whole fucking family. Oh, jeez. It's too bad. You think he got the insurance payout? No, I think they put him straight the fuck to jail. <laughs> They're just like, do not pass go. Yeah. Do not collect $200. Go straight to jail. Yep. You're not going to be able to use this to bail yourself out. You're fucked, kid. Sorry. Well, Say uh, lucky. Foiled again. <laughs> Good luck <laughs> time in the okay. next life. Do we have a silver lining for this one? Tell your wife. Uh, silver lining. Um, let's see. Well, it uh, it could pose an interesting question for uh, advocates for rural women of China. You know, like what exactly should you do if they find themselves in debt? You know, like maybe they're calling for help. And the only way that their family or support group around them can think of a way to help them is to commit insurance fraud. You know, this uh, brings that into question, you know, puts a spotlight on it. And hopefully through stories like this, uh, the Chinese government or uh, support groups for these rural women can develop a, a more efficient means of dealing with that debt. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just staring blankly at a wall right now trying to think of the silver lining here. It's pretty hard. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. It... Uh, but you know what? We give it a chance every time. and um, Majority of the time we fail, but that's that's kind of how that goes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to go with on that one. We're locking that one in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm locking yep. that one in. Final answer. Well, oh, Jim, I, I think it's time for us to uh, discuss our own internal internal sadness. Uh, That's right. This is a this is the part of the show that we like to be a little bit more selfish uh, and take you uh, you poor hapless victims captive while we tell you about the things that we're sad about. Right. Um, and hopefully encourage you to tell us why you're sad. That's right. Uh, we're more than happy for you to tell us what's going on in your life, and we'll let you know where you can reach us in just a moment. But until then, Jimmy, where are you sad? So I so this is migration season for birds, and I work downtown, and so all these beautiful birds kill themselves on our skyscrapers downtown every year. Oh. And it's just so sad. Like, I went bird watching at Red River Gorge this weekend, and I saw, like, one bird the entire time I was down there. But I've seen, like, five birds in the past week of just, not, like, your your shitty robins and, like, <laughs> barn sparrows that you, like, just, like, see yeah. everywhere. I'm talking about, like, your downy woodpeckers and, your, like, your pine warblers. Just their lives cut short. 
because of these big buildings. Yeah. It, it, it's just always sad. Did they just I, not know how to get out of the way of the building? <laughs> um, It might be a little bit of that. It might also be that we have these big glass structures downtown, so they might just think it's sky, right? They're just flying, 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 and they slap into them, mm. uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, I used to send pictures of the dead birds to my mom because she knows birds better than I do, and I'd hope she would help me identify them. But then they would just make her sad, and so she bought me a a birding app so I could identify them myself and I would stop <laughs> sending her pictures of dead birds. Like, like at first, like I knew, like, like at first she was just sending me like sad faces, whatever I would send her yeah. pictures of dead birds. And then it was like, why are you sending me pictures of these birds? And I was like, because I want you to this, tell me what they are. And then it was like, you're making me sad by sending me pictures of these birds. <laughs> and then she bought me the app. And so I stopped sending them to her. Was it just I just wasn't taking sensitive? the message. Like you just would like, like go up to your mom and be like, Hey mom, what kind of bird is this? It'd just be a picture of like a bird that had crushed itself on the side of a building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, Oh my God, that's so sad. Why did you send this to me? Yeah, just be like, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up, Mom. Oh, my God. I just want to know what kind of bird it is, Mom. Yeah. It's already dead. I can at least learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, what Mom. Stop being fucking selfish with your fucking bird knowledge and just tell me what goddamn bird it is. Yeah. Stop being so sad, Mom. Everything dies. God. Get over it. You're going to die, too. Just tell me what fucking bird <laughs> it is. Jeez. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, that's really sad, Jimmy. <laughs> it is sad. I think you got me beat. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not a fucking. You're not trying to win. It's not like <laughs> like. It's more sad than I. I am. I am sad about. Uh, I am sad about the frailty of the human body. Uh, in particular, I've been trying to keep up with a workout regimen. Mm-hmm. And every time I manage to like hit a stride mm-hmm. and it becomes a habit in my life, uh, m- my partner or I end up getting injured in some way that prevents us from doing at least a certain set of our workout. You know, like we can't do like leg day because our, our knees are blown out or we you know can't do shoulders because somebody messed up their rotator cuff or something like that. Right. Uh, so – it's annoying because I feel like I'm I'm still a pretty young person, but I I've got like these bodily problems that are preventing me from working out at least as much as I'd like to. So yeah. Yeah, that's something to be sad about. It's kind of an it's kind of more of an annoyance than anything. Like I don't know. Human limitations below. Yeah, they seriously do. Like you can have all this like grandiose idea of what you ought to be but it's almost like you, you sometimes you can never live up to it you know mm-hmm. it's it's sad i understand that yeah all right well uh everybody we really appreciate you guys tuning in today uh and we would like you to tell us why you're sad as well yeah if you do so then we will be sure to have another episode coming up in the future where we can voice your opinions about things that were said in this episode or previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you have something sad to bring up, you know, we'll make sure that we can, uh, you know, give a couple of moments to, to talk on it. Uh, or if you just want to connect with us, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so where all could they find us, Jimmy? All right. So, uh, as far as announcements go, we now are on Spotify. So Spotify is one of the largest listening apps in the world. So if you use Spotify to listen to your music and or podcast, you can now uh, find us on Spotify just by searching our name, Cynic Empowerment. So that's pretty cool. Uh, other places you can listen to us is iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, uh, where you can download our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you wanted to get in contact with us, as Tim was saying earlier, you can email us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. And you can also like us on Facebook and send us a message on there. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 
So until that day, until that time in which we hear from you, uh, we hope that we haven't brought you down too far uh, and that you can keep your head up and that we'll catch you next time. Yes, everybody, we'll catch you next time. But I think in the spirit of, uh, of sea shanties, I would like to end this with, with uh, my own version of a sea shanty in honor of Tim and his arm combat league fight this weekend. So <laughs> let us begin. <laughs> what do you do with a drunken fighter? What do you do with a drunken fighter? What do you do with a drunken fighter? Or lie in the morning. Punch him in the nuts until he gets sober. Punch him in the nuts until he gets sober. Punch him in the nuts until he gets sober. Or lie in the morning. That's it. That's that was got. pretty great. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, sounds like a slow Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, very nice. Thanks, Jimmy. And You're thanks, welcome. everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.